on the train one day, I saw him. I was like, oh, there he is. And so I saw him, he didn't see me yet, and I looked away and then looked back, and he must have, while I looked away and looked back, he must have seen me. Mm-hmm. He put up his hood and slouched into the, like, into the seat. He hid from me. <gasps> this man, this man hid from me on the train. Oh man, I would. Uh, I need a boy. I need to be in a boy band. <laughs> I agree. You also. <laughs> Take me back to 1998. <laughs> I was three. Hi everybody, welcome to I'm Trying. Oh no, you were recording. <laughs> of course I was recording. How could I not record? We're gonna that? get sued. Because it was too perfect. Because you were too on. <laughs> had it. Oh. You're, I just cursed. I'm sorry, Jacob from O Town, not Jacob on the podcast. <laughs> there was a guy named Jacob in O Town. Yeah, he had a goatee, I think. I can have a goatee. Well, you don't now because you just shaved I, today. I, I look like a baby. Anyways, you have the opening line. You should start. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to I'm Trying, the podcast where we really do try our best, and just sometimes it's not good enough. You just just ignoring the new tagline. Just yeah. Ignore, you don't want to do, do it what I want. All right. Well, I'm Jacob Derwin. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us for episode number four. I think it's four. We're yeah. so glad you're here. Uh, well, this has already gone to hell. <laughs> Why? Because O-Town? No, because we're just like, eh, screw the script. Who needs the script? I'm, I've gone rogue. As gone. episode four, as a, it was about time. Yeah. It was about time I, you know, Week four put the script on of you. this experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Into our psyches. Yeah. Um. You know, we were just watching a whole bunch of uh, Disney songs. Uh, like kind of picking out our favorite, maybe underrated, maybe just songs we maybe forgot about from years past. And mm-hmm. I think we all agreed that like, uh, I won't say I'm in love from Hercules is a top contender. That's um, the top. No, it is the top. It's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's, it's the most like, uh, I Heartbreakingly just, yeah. trying to be irreverent, but mm-hmm. not. I just love a sarcastic princess. I love. Yeah. I love an exasperated so, love uh, interest who's just like not into being in that scheme, but has to just like, I'm go- uh, fine. I'll sing the yeah. pretty song because I'm a good singer. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's so good in the muses and everything. It's no so man is worth the aggravation. That's ancient history. I've been there. Done that. Done that. Man, we should have saved that for our, our song. Whatever. Uh, well, we got other ideas. We got so much more. We, <laughs> we're full of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, as, as Janelle referenced, I am clean shaven today. I woke up early and decided, you know what? I got some time. Gillette, the no. best a man can get. Uh, you ain't wrong. Uh, I, <laughs> except I use organic shaving soap. Ooh, you fancy, huh? Fancy boy. Uh, but it's... No, yeah, the razor's still up, though. And it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my problem is my, my beard starts to get out of control. I try to, like, you know, reduce it, make it look good, even. And do you have a clipper? I do. I use clippers. Okay. But inevitably what happens is some half goes a little too far or things are a little off balance. They don't look symmetrical. And my gut instinct is to burn it all down. So I just take <laughs> off the whole freaking beard. And Down with the patriarchy. Now who needs it? And then I have a baby face and I look 16 again. And it's, uh, it's, I have, oh. yeah. So do you use a five blade razor? Uh, I think it's a three blade. What? It might be a five blade. I don't know. 
I'm not sure. I'm probably it's probably a five blade. If it's a Gillette Pro Glide, it's probably a five blade. Gillette Pro Glide. That yeah, sounds serious. That's my brand. I don't really. I, I I look. I barely use it, as you can tell. Usually, when you see me, I have a quite a beard. Usually, um, yeah. So uh, I don't use that often. And when I do, it's like all right. It worked really it well. Like it looked like you waxed your face. Well, I was I was thorough. I, I took my time. I had a lot of time this morning. I was thorough. Mm. I. Um, also, I mean, the thing is, when you, I guess I have sensitive skin, and when you don't shave a lot, Do your skin you? doesn't get like your skin gets agitated fast. So, like the amount of blood <laughs> after I shave, just like all these little dots of just like it was man <laughs> the shining basically yeah I, I my face was the elevator scene um <laughs> and uh, i'm just like i'm just like putting aftershave cream on everything just like soothe cool me make me not look like the planet mars i was i think that's red. because you're using the three blade i think it's a you, five blade i just don't know oh it is a five I blade check. i use apartment? a five blade on my legs yeah and i use a men's razor it just works better yeah. and they're cheaper. Cheaper. they're cheaper that's not fair was it called pink tax uh, yeah, pink tax. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just silly. Uh, I, I was talking about it to someone and they're like, oh, the reason that female razors cost more are because there's extra. It costs more to make them, to produce. Why? I guess more emollients and, you know, the lavender and, and liang liang and yeah palo santo uh, and sage and i like sage. I'll take a sage. <laughs> I'm a big fan of sage. Sage smells great. I have a sage plant growing for a while. Everyone uses aloe. Everyone has the freaking cream or the balm. Yeah, I don't buy. I don't buy it though. I like. I don't. Yeah. I don't buy that. It costs more. Whose legs need to smell like lavender? Mine don't. Mm. I I, come on. (laughs) Lavender is a huge pull. I mean, I have lavender tea. I like that. I don't want to. Oh, to keep you calm yeah, and calm want, that anxiety. But I'm not like sniffing around the park being like, that girl's got lavender legs. No, but you said you have sensitive skin. Lavender will soothe your skin. Yeah, should I just rub Do you flowers? ever wax? Have you ever waxed before? Have I ever waxed? Mm-hmm. Do you know, do I look like a man who waxes? What do you mean? What does that even mean? Do look you look like me. a man who waxes? I look like, I look like Bigfoot's cousin. I don't, I'm not. Is your face not smooth That's today? just from shaving, dude. Yeah, and you know what? Tomorrow, if I'm not, if I don't add enough of that cream back on, I'm gonna break out like. How a long mofo. did it take you to shave? I think it took me about an hour and fifteen minutes this morning. What if I told you that if you went to go waxing, yeah. that would take mm, maybe seven minutes? What or if less? I told you there's no chance? What are you talking? No, what are you talking about? There's uh, no chance. Why would I subject myself to the feeling of? Pulling a Band-Aid off times a thousand over and over again. Uh, I, I, do, you, do you know what I go through every four weeks? <laughs> <laughs> and it's not my face. You know, I consider this male privilege and I intend to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Inter- interestingly enough, uh, my waxer, uh, we have each other on Instagram. We're Instagram friends now. I, I don't know. I think you, have you mentioned this before? Like yeah, because this. it's a huge accomplishment for that's, me. That's I'm such a private person that, like, yeah, the privates. person who, like, I, the, the person who I'm not romantically involved with or like intimate with, who, who knows, sees who everything. Knows who knows you in the biblical sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I, fo- like, follows me on Instagram. I follow her, oh, and she's just the best, man. I, shout out! I, I don't know. If she wants to shout out. <laughs> shout out to my waxer. Yeah. I, it's just. It's a very. Just, Shout out to European wax bottle. We'll just say that. Yeah, man. They use special sensitive wax that with no strips. I just. We need to take. We need to take. Janelle. You. My okay. eyes are lighting up right now. Janelle, you can't see this. How about this? Hey, advertisers, advertisers! I know you're listening. 
If we get an advertiser on the show who pays us to make the show, I will get a wax. I don't know where. Mm. I can't say how. Can't say when. It'll happen. But you gotta, you gotta pay me. <laughs> Our roommates are nearby, and one of them just motions, we're going to do it for you, which is disturbing. Yeah. And I'm afraid to go to sleep tonight. Yeah, no, I don't intend to get a wax job anytime soon. I, I will say, before I went on Survivor, um, I wanted to fix up my eyebrows a little bit, because I tend to have mm. a unibrow, and it gets a little bit unruly up here. I like my eyebrows, actually. I think I used to decent. date a guy that threaded his eyebrows. I didn't, I, you, my eyebrow care is very literally, like, shave it in the middle and do a little bit of touch-up. Do you have a natural unibrow? It just kind of happens sometimes. It's not like Aww. a thick... No, it's not like a thick thing, but yeah. it gets fuzzy in the middle. Most, okay, most yeah. Guys, most guys experience this. Everybody. Um, yeah, everybody. You're right. Um, and so my sister, who's a plucking, she's a, she's into like the little... The little, the little what's the word? Pluckers? Threading. Threading. Oh, tweezing. Tweezing. That's the word. Tweezing. Um, <laughs> we sat down in my dining room and she took you the little strips, the little wax strips, not really wax strips, the yeah. little like... I don't know what they were. Sticky strips, whatever, and some tweezers and just like fixed up my eyebrows. And um, how did that feel? Uh, terrible. Over and over again. Awful. But Jacob, you're such a baby. And do you know what the worst was? A few, like a, like a couple days later, because my skin wasn't used to that kind of thing, I broke out all over like the middle oh, of my eyebrows. Like and, with hives. Not hives, like zits. Oh. I don't know what happened. And uh, eventually, luckily, they they it kind of went away before the show started. But like, I was like sitting in Fiji, like trying, like willing these weird eyebrow zits away because of the, my eyebrows look good. It looked nice yeah. and even, but it was... I mean, that's the yeah. price of... That's the cost of... Beauty? Yeah, it's the cost of beauty. Yeah. When I used to get my eyebrows waxed, right <laughs> both my eyebrows would just swell up, and I looked like Quasimodo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Speaking of I'm movies. like, don't look at me. Actually, no, that's a Christina Aguilera quote. Don't look at me. From what? Every day is so wonderful. And suddenly, mm-hmm. it's hard to breathe. You're not singing. I don't appreciate that. Because I don't want to get sued. You're not going to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. it's licensed to, I think she's assigned uh, to RCA. All right. Well, we'll be careful then. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about the person we're having on the show today. Uh, mm. This is uh, a friend of mine, possibly a friend of yours, Andrea Belke. She's a friend of mine now. Yeah. We you solidified it. Andrea, Andrea is one and of And we're those... the same age, I think. You are. We're in the same 29. year. Oh. <laughs> Message redacted. <laughs> you always, you always expose me. She, she's, she's very. She's very proud. That's of the it. topic of the conversation. She, yeah. she doesn't. She thinks it's important to not let your age define what you are. Like it's, it's like, you're, like I think she, her general move is like, don't go like longing to be younger because there are things you can do now that you never could have done a couple years ago, and that's something to be proud of. Yeah. She's she's right about that. You shouldn't associate but. your worth with your age. But what you just said, there's things you can do now that you couldn't do before. Yeah. What can I do now at 29, 29, hypothetically, that I couldn't hypothetically do at 27? I, I assure you, you're funnier. Huh. Oh, yeah. You're probably smarter. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, just you, you probably just learned a lot. Um, but Andrea, Andrea's a friend. Andrea is one of those people in my life who I'm very grateful to have. I, I mean... Not to, I never want this show to become very survivor heavy. I don't intend for that to ever happen. Yeah. That said, when I got back from the show and I was like just a ball of depression and anxiety, she was a big comfort for me. She was incredibly mm-hmm. supportive. She's the she's one of the people who who like kind of gave me not not permission, but made me feel like it was okay to seek out therapy. She's she's been a very important person in my past couple years in particular. And uh, to call someone who I watched on TV and admired a friend is a very nice thing. And um, 
Did you uh, say you were a fan of her before? Yeah, absolutely. Undoubtedly. Um, and so, and she's the reason I have this apartment. She's the reason I met you. She's the reason this podcast uh. exists, if you go back far enough. Um, so, Andrea is is just the best. If, and if you really like our conversation, um, you can actually go to her podcast. It's called Past Your Past Bedtime. Your Bedtime. Don't stop this podcast. Finish this one first, then go to the other one. Go to Past Your cool. Bedtime. Uh, she does it with her co-host, Kate, uh, who's wonderful as well. It was called An Emotional Support Lizard. She's on People TV as a presenter. Uh, she's mm. all over the place. She's 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 a good she's a good she's your fairy godmother. She's she kind of yeah, yeah. I, I I do appreciate her quite a bit. Uh, so enjoy our conversation with the fabulous Andrea Duncan. Yeah, it so like you were busy. it was your family's ranch or I, yeah so okay. I grew up on a farm so yeah. we have a big farm with horses whenever I go home I always go into the pasture and start petting the horses because they're my favorite but it was hunting season so the horses were all on edge because there's hunters all over and I mean I'm from a very redneck family so my <laughs> so I was with my mom my mom had just finished hunting right so Whoa. she yeah so she goes so I'm, I'm going out to the horses and I'm petting them, they're all around me in a circle. My mom unloads her gun and makes that ch sound. And so, the horses think they're about to get Yeah, shot. so the horses freaked out and the one that was right to my right kind of came at me and I put my arm up and I was like, hey, hey. And then he completely just ran right over me. I don't know what happened, like I blacked out. I, then I woke up like seconds later and it was just like, I couldn't feel my face. I couldn't move my face. There was blood everywhere. And I had no idea what had happened. I didn't know if I even had a face. It was like, I didn't, honestly, oh my God. I couldn't feel or move anything. And then my mom was, you know, came running over and she was obviously really sad and hysterical. And I was like, call the police. Like, or not the police, <laughs> but like call an ambulance. <laughs> I, was like, I couldn't even speak. I was like, "Colonel's blood's just like spewing out of my nose and mouth." It was, was horrible. Was there an ambulance out there? The, I mean, far away. Like you know, it took a while to get there because I didn't know if I had trauma to my head. So th they took me to the hospital, and I broke my nose, but it was on the bottom, so I didn't have to get it like fixed or anything. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, nothing else was really broken besides my nose. Just a lot of blood, and then my gums kind of shoved up my mouth oh my which God. that's the worst because I already have bad gums so I've already had two gum surgeries and before, then this. before this oh my gosh so I have my bottom gums were receding which is like horrible but it's very common yeah. and so I got gum surgery to fix it and then I didn't know that exists yeah I may need that it's great <laughs> No, yeah. gingivitis is a problem. Okay. Do you have gingivitis? Yeah. No, I'm I do too. About it. No, <laughs> I do too. A bonding moment. That's <laughs> the first time I've actually said it out loud, though. But no, I have gingivitis. Absolutely. Because you always hear it on the commercials, and it sounds like gangrene. It sounds like the worst thing you could mm -hmm. have. That's it's, pretty common, man. You look up the stats. I don't know if they are off the top of my head, but it's... <laughs> I'm not, it's it apparently, like, I don't know. But <laughs> there's a lot of people have it. Yeah. Wow. So I got my gums fixed, which is really cool that you can actually get gum surgery so to fix... So they add gums to your gums? Yes. So what they either they either cut your own gum your, from the roof of your mouth. They either use that or they use cow collagen or cadaver. So on my bottom, my bottom gums could be a dead person. I don't know. So, I never asked what they used. They didn't use it. They didn't use my own stuff. That smobby fresh to death. It's though. either. So you got trampled by a horse and then you got cow put in your mouth, basically. <laughs> or cadaver. A, or, or dead people. This is great. This is a whole. So then, yeah, so then I already, had, I already have had gum surgery twice. And then I, when I saw that my top gums were like shoved up my mouth, 
it was the worst feeling in the world because now I have to get gum surgery again, which I'm actually getting in, in a week. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it'll be my last one. But this one they actually do have to cut from the roof of my mouth and then stitch it over. And what's the recovery mm -hmm. time on that? It only, um, four days, a lot like of Like a wisdom tooth kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm missing mm, a day of work and then, bad. yeah, it's not too, it's one actually not too bad. I'm only missing one day of work. Well, I'm gonna do it on a Friday and then hopefully by the, that Monday I'm able, I'm fine. You're a, you're a trooper. You're Wolverine, you know that? Like, even after the initial... You are Wolverine! No, even after the initial trampling, I remember seeing pictures, you would post pictures every now and then of like the recovery process. You looked pretty good after like a week and a half. Which is saying something after you are trampled by the horses. Yeah. Like looking at your face right now, I'm like, yo, I need to get trampled by a horse. <laughs> I, <laughs> how do you get that? It, I mean, after a week, yeah. I went back to work. It's just I, that my face was so puffy. When I look back at pictures now mm -hmm. that, from that time, I do kind of look like a who from Whoville. Like my, <laughs> my, fa oh, my face was so puffy. But oh, now yeah. I think I'm back to normal besides yeah. this last surgery. Yeah. I mean, oh my lord! I mean, do do you remember when you got to the hospital? What your initial feelings were? Like, were you more were you irritated? Were you scared? Like, what was the? I was okay. This sounds really bad, but my job—it's all kind of my face. <laughs> it's all presentation. Yeah. When when another hunter was running towards me after I got off the ground, I asked him, "Is my face going to be okay?" <laughs> I was really worried that my face was going to be seriously altered, or you know. Deformed or something. Of course, that's, that's the first thing. I, was I know, about but for you. you know, I was happy to be alive. Like I could have yeah. died. You know, if I would have hit my head or the a hoof would have hit my head, I could have died. I think that's why I actually had a pretty good attitude about it because it, after I found out, oh, it looks like my nose will be fine, my face will go back to normal, I'm alive. It could have been so much worse. Seriously, hoof yeah. to my yeah. to my head, it could have died. Yeah. So, and you weren't even riding the horse. That's no. the messed up part. You were just being nice, nice to the horses. You were just riding horses. Yeah. Actually, the really crazy thing is I have a video right when it happened. <gasps> you do? Yeah, oh. so I was taking oh a video God. of the horses when they trampled me. I was taking it and I was saying, hi, hi, ooh, the horses. And then you hear me go, whoa, when the horse hits me. And then the, the phone went flying, but it saved. So later in the hospital, I found that video. <laughs> I didn't and, then, and then I was actually just having fun with it and posting. I posted the video. I posted a picture of me in the hospital. Whoa. I have this picture with my sisters who never, my one sister doesn't like to be in pictures. Mm -hmm. they, there's a picture of me in the hospital looking super messed up, huge lips, and my sisters smile. I've never seen them look so happy in their life. <laughs> I did see that picture. I didn't see the video. Yeah. You got it on That's video. Twisted. You could sue the horse and possibly win. <laughs> you have evidence. I think that horse has a lot of money. <laughs> sue you for every hoof you've got. Uh, that is amazing, and I'm so glad you're okay. Thank you. I'm glad these yeah. dang surgeries are almost over. Yeah. It's been a long time now. Yeah. It's been over a year. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. So what, what came to mind when we asked you about your stories? What well, was there? I, I have a lot of pretty bad dating stories. Ooh. One you actually know about. I've told yes. this on my podcast, but I yes. feel like there's new past listeners. Past your bedtime. Past your bedtime, I was yeah. very apologetic. Yeah. Well, okay, so I, the last guy <laughs> that I, oh, no, actually, this was a few guys ago, but there's this guy that used to live below me, uh, my neighbor, and he was so hot. I ran into him and I was like, oh, this man. His name's Christian, whatever I say his real name. Because I did yeah. it on my podcast, yeah. he's not. At this point, like, he's long gone. Yeah. But he, I was so interested in how I could get to know him. So I tweeted about it. And I had a lot of people give suggestions on how I should meet my neighbor. Oh. And so they said, they were saying, oh, you should have a party and invite him. And I thought, that's an amazing idea. Love parties. It's a great <laughs> way to invite him up. Yeah. 
And, you know. And it doesn't come off as desperate. Yes. So I went down and knocked on his door and he opened and I was like, hey, I'm you know new to the building. I'm going to have this housewarming party. Let me know if you want to come. And I could tell that he was interested. Like yeah, there was a flirty. like hot girl asking me to come to her party. Yeah, there was yeah. a flirty vibe. So I was like, ooh, this guy. And this man was just a beautiful, just a really good looking guy, but seems like a nice, kind person too. So I was super excited. So I throw this whole party. I invited Jacob. I invited a lot of my that friends. That was your first mistake. I went, <laughs> I bought a ton of booze. I bought extra plants. Like the, the place was decked out. <laughs> I mean, I live in New York. It's a small New York apartment. Like I don't yeah. need this to have a party. This is a relatively party. new apartment too, right? Yeah. You got yeah. some yeah. extra CO2 in there. Yeah. So I have this whole party and I'm ex- really excited about the neighbor coming. Mm. So the morning of the party, I actually had a photo shoot. So it was perfect because I had professional hair and makeup done. Like I was gonna look great. But so while I'm getting my hair and makeup done for this photo shoot, the day of the party, I had a text from Christian, the neighbor. And he texted me and it said, hey, I'm super excited about tonight. Just wondering, is it okay if significant others come along? Oh, oh, oh my gut. I felt that. I felt that. I was so defeated. It's like, of course this happens. I'm I'm literally having this party for this man. I don't want to have a party. I don't. And so now. Did you overcompensate? Like, what was your reaction? I said, oh, yes, totally, you know, totally fine. Cool. We love girlfriends, wives, whatever you want to bring. So, yeah. And I was actually surprised that he waited that long to tell me. But I think it's because he didn't know she was going to be staying over that night or something. Uh. I think he was wanting to show up solo, but then realized, oh, shoot, she's here. So that's why he waited so long. Anyway, I go through with the party. He shows up with his girlfriend. Uh. And we. We all hang out and she was nice like they're in they're she lovely. was lovely she was great yeah. be honest did a little part of you want to disinvite him and her i don't want to have a party anymore <laughs> i didn't want to hang out with this guy and his girlfriend <laughs> at all but the party was fine it was just like such a bummer uh and then what did you say jacob you messed oh, up or yeah, something i screwed everything up so basically i saw the girlfriend and as soon as i saw her all the so you pretty much told us ahead of time like don't don't mention the s word don't don't mention. Oh, I don't want. Yeah. I, what's yeah. the S? The S word is survivor. Survivor. I didn't. Oh. Want, so yeah. this is the thing: is now that I know he's a girlfriend, I don't want them like looking me up and then seeing mm-hmm. that I'm talking about because I was talking about this on my podcast as yeah. it was happening. Look, I'm totally shameless about like being thirsty for dudes, right? But like <laughs> when a guy is a girlfriend, then I want to stay away. I don't. Yeah. I would never come between that, and it was a mistake. It was an honest mistake. <laughs> but I told him don't say anything about Survivor because I don't want him looking me looking up and up. seeing that yeah. I'm like talking about this or listen and yeah. then you know. I wasn't thinking that hard uh i was thinking more just oh there's a girlfriend it's over and so <laughs> it's at, over. at some point at some point it was me him the girlfriend and like i think quinn one of your friends mm-hmm. like chatting in a circle and uh I, I, and eventually he just like asked like oh how do you know andrea and you know i i saw the girlfriend and i uh, don't I, I I don't know I, I had an aneurysm I'm not really sure what happened and I just go oh we, we did a show together at some point he goes oh what show and I'm just like oh uh, 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 it was a silly reality thing you know it's you know, called Survivor you know it's like, oh you did Survivor again. like yeah and they were super low key about it they didn't react big they were very like nonchalant about it I'm like yeah you know that thing and I think you came over at that point you were giving me this stare oh I was so mad of just like of just like 
oh, you shouldn't have come here. And I'm just, <laughs> yeah. and I'm thinking like, and I, I kind of like knew, but at the same time, I'm like, it doesn't matter that much, right? Uh, uh, cut. Uh, How are you even still friends? That's a good question. Why did you say that? Were you just nervous? Or I like... didn't have a lie. I didn't have anything planned. <laughs> That's your first problem. Oh, you know, should have just said I, work I, or something. I coulda and I shoulda and I didn't. It's fine. And I mean, it always. You'll, you guys will find out as you do your podcast. It's a tricky line of when you talk about real life stories, yeah. but then you don't. You want to be respectful that if they would tune in, yeah. they're not gonna. And they will. I don't know. That's always the question. Will they? Because yeah. I talk about dates and stuff, and I'm always hoping secretly that the guys I'm interested in aren't listening, especially like tuning into a podcast and hear me talk about how, how I have cadaver in my gums. <laughs> you know, like you're always kind of hoping that Some they're not people listening. Some might think that's hot. I don't no, know. I'm, I'm I'm an open book too. Like I yeah, tell well. everybody this kind of stuff. Yeah. I just so, assume that anybody that's into you is going to listen out of curiosity. That's true. They're getting a they're getting a cheat sheet. Yeah, I guess then my fear is that they listen and then there's something that I say that is going to be off-putting. But then that wasn't who you're supposed to be with anyway. At the end of the day. Mm. At the end of the day. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, I, 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 again, all these months later, do apologize for my idiocy. Uh, it's all uh, good. I mean, the only thing that happened was probably then they could look up Andrea Survivor I'm and find my podcast and then hear me tell the story about which is a funny I'm story. That didn't happen. Well that's that's why I didn't want them to like I didn't want him to look I wasn't me up. thinking that far. I was literally thinking, oh they just don't allow me thinking I'm reality show girl. That's really all I yeah. thought of it. Oh no, I just didn't want them I, to I didn't think about the podcast. Oh, that's yeah, the only. Re- I, I didn't care even, if they know I was on Survivor. I wasn't even I, slightly there. Yeah, I'm not like ashamed of Survivor. It's more that I didn't want them to tune in, and especially the, I was talking. more the girlfriend. I totally get it. Hey, I, I, I and I, now because I because if the girl because yeah. before the I knew would tune in. because before I knew that he and the girlfriend were together, I was gushing about him the entire time, being like, "There's this hot guy that lives yeah. below me." Yeah. Like just talking about the one time that he helped. He actually did one time help me build a table, yeah. and it was like all this fantasy of like this hot neighbor. And so I was just gushing about him for a few episodes before I found out he had a girlfriend. I was like, oh my gosh, this girlfriend, if she looks me up and sees, reads any description of these podcasts and sees him talking about a hot neighbor, she's going to hate me. <laughs> Maybe him and the girlfriend were on the outs. No, now the, the, he actually moved away. So now yes. he moved to Seattle. So he's gone. Wow. Can't wait to see who moves in next. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if it's Don't, another hot guy? I adore you. Don't invite me to any more parties. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, oh dear, yeah, that, well, that's for both of us. That story's for both of us, absolutely. <laughs> that story breaks my heart. Yeah. Because you, like, you try, like, you went through all the effort of doing the party and the plans mm-hmm. and the... Yeah. Well, like well and it was nice because it was cool because it was a neighbor that you met in person. It wasn't dating mm-hmm. apps, social media kind of dates. That's um, the best. Like, yeah. meeting someone organically in person. Yeah. It's so serendipitous. I know. Can I, can I tell you all a secret? Yes. I, I very much, I've, I deeply considered your strategy to get my neighbors to be friends with me. Oh. <laughs> and I ended up bailing on that once I realized how bad it did, how it didn't work. Uh, and also, I don't like parties. Uh, and instead, I just bought Janelle ice cream. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. And that's legitimately it. That's 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 literally it. that's that's why we do this uh, is because I, I I decided to that we, we talked briefly after a Seven Eleven thing 
which is a long, whole other story. And I found out what kind of ice cream she liked, and I said, okay, well, I'm getting no ice cream, and that's how we'll do this, because I'm not throwing a party. <laughs> you were going to have a party so you could get to know the neighbors. I mean, it's Literally, like, yeah. yeah. I, which is, which I, I would have came, like. I, another thing is, I'm, as we've learned, I'm bad at parties. I don't, I don't like throwing them, I don't like attending them, I'm not good at them. Do you get anxiety? Is it Oh, stress? big time. Yeah. yeah, I just, like, I don't, like, I don't know how to play that. Like, I don't know how to play that scenario. I don't know how to play that environment. I went to a bar recently with my roommate and Janelle after, like, an open mic, and, like, they found like other people they were getting really like talkative, talkative with and like really getting into it. And I was just kind of like floating, like I don't know what to do with myself. I don't. I, I had like one Coca Cola, just sat there, nursed it for like three hours. <laughs> like I don't know what I'm doing. That's definitely a social anxiety thing. Maybe because also I'm just have, not good at it. I used to have really bad social anxiety, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I needed to have certain crutches. Sure. So one of them was a drink. If I had a drink in my hand, I felt like I belong there somehow even if I wasn't contributing you know but what you don't drink I don't feel yeah I don't drink it's a it's a whole thing I'm I basically throw, throw every obstacle I can in front of myself so I can trip in a thousand different ways it's a whole <sighs> it's an ongoing story that's something I've never dealt with I've never had social anxiety I love parties oh, you do I know. yeah I mean I have a slew of other issues but like <laughs> I don't have social anxiety and I'm so thankful. Like I yeah. never feel any sort of anxiety about mm-hmm. anything, a gathering. Yeah. I have a question for you. Though. Yeah. Please. How do you deal with, cause you talk about dating a lot. How do you deal with rejection? Oh, yeah, I mean, I th- okay, so everyone gets rejected. Mm-hmm. I think for a while I was afraid to admit when I would get rejected, but I get rejected all the time. It's like guys what? Just, oh, all the time, yeah. Like, if you put yourself out there, I'm someone, though, that I, especially this last year, so now I'm, I'm, I have a new approach to dating now where I'm more chill, right? Just try to, like, focus on myself, and dating is, like, a fun add-on, and if, like, I'm seeing somebody, that's great, but I try not to get too invested, which, unfortunately, now I have these walls built up because of things like rejection Mm -hmm. but what happens I get really invested and infatuated really quickly and then I kind of become a little obsessed or I'm like really into somebody and then for whatever reason it just doesn't work out or a guy will kind of like fizzle or I'll straight up ask what is this where is this going anywhere and then that freaks the guy out because no one wants to be asked that like yeah this was going this was we were hanging like what are you talking about (laughs) I think I just try to not it's hard it's like easier said than done i just try not to take it personally and realize like everyone's getting rejected and nobody's like keeping a tally you know mm. you I mean, don't I do am. well with rejection I, i'm keeping a tally i'm always often. keeping yeah. a tally yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't so i don't usually get rejected like i will go on a date i, yeah. I know i'll only go on a date if i know there's a really high success or chance that it's going to be successful, so, right? Yeah. So, so what does that look like? Do they have to be really, you know, into you over text, being really Um, sweet? you could just tell. Like, you know, I mean, if it's a if it's a dating app and you meet on a dating app, you're obviously both interested in each other, so there's a good chance you'll at least have a good first date. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just have to make sure that we're, like, on the same level. And I don't know, I always have fun with first dates. Like, I don't know, I have a pretty good success what? rate. Oh, first dates? N- so confident because I know how to have fun. It how always do you do it that? falls apart for me at like date <laughs> four or five because then I don't know what's happening and then I think I start to get a little awkward or I I always get most uncomfortable when I don't know what else to talk about and so like mm. the worst feeling ever is when you're like dating someone and all of a sudden you have nothing to talk about. Uh. It's like the most painful thing ever. So that's where things start to unravel. It's like maybe like four or five and then usually like someone starts fizzling the other person out and that's a rejection. But then I always try to think back to the like the signs that it wasn't even really meant to be anyway. 
you know? Mm-hmm. I have a good rejection story. This Perfect. is an embarrassing story. On the topic of rejection, yeah. this is actually like really embarrassing. It was like the one time I like physically stalked someone. So I'm so you were like Penn Badgley. No, that's, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> it is like that. I met this guy, I was 21. No, 22. I just moved to New York. I met this guy. He was an actor. We had the same agent. So I met him at the agency. He's super cute, right? And he had been in a couple things. Wasn't like super famous or anything yet. Um, yet. Yeah, I can't actually say who That's these people fine. are. But I was, again, I get like really infatuated with people right away. So I was like, it was my mission to like date this guy. So I sent him this Facebook message that was so long and embarrassing that like he read but didn't respond to. It was after I met him at the agency, I found him. I looked, I found him online. I sent him this long message being like very forward because that was my thing with like early 20s was like, yeah, I'm just really forward. Like I would actually (laughs) say that in the message. And I was like, okay. So I messaged him like basically asking him out. He didn't get back to me, but then. Wait, but this was a long message. So did you ask him out at the end of the message or what what was the bond? of that message. I think it was just like, I. it was really nice to meet you. I don't know, I'm kind of forward. I was just wondering if you want to grab a drink sometime. Like, he never got back to me, but then he got in this Broadway show, right? And so I saw you was in this show. So I messaged him again. And I said, oh, hey, I saw you're in, um, you know, whatever Broadway Congrats. show. I think I'm going to, like, go sometime. He actually gave me comps with a friend. So oh. I, yeah, so the guy was kind of interested. Yeah. So I ended up going to this show. We saw, we hung out afterwards. But then... There was never a time after that that it organically came up to like hang out with him again. So what I started doing is I thought if I ran into him in, because I knew that messaging him on Facebook wasn't going to work because he's not very responsive that way. So I knew his train stop, right? Because we both lived in Astoria. I started, I just wanted to run into him in person. So I started like going for jogs around the block about the time that I knew he would be coming home from rehearsal. Wow. <laughs> like literally was like, what am I doing? Going for an hour run around the I same block. I think it's really beautiful around 30, I, 30th I, Avenue. I, I really just wanted to, well, just spit. I just wanted to run into him in person because then I knew that he'd like, you know, we'd have a spark. Wow. And did you try to look hot running? Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Never run into him running, but then, on the train one day, I saw him. I was like, oh, there wow. he is. And so I saw him, he didn't see me yet, and I looked away and then looked back, and he must have, while I looked away and looked back, he must have seen me. Mm-hmm. He put up his hood and slouched into the, like, into the seat. He hid from me. <gasps> this man, this man hid from me on the train. So I think he thinks I am like this crazy stalker. So you looked back and he was just a hooded figure. Yes. So I saw him. We didn't make eye contact. I looked away. And when I looked back, I saw him put up his hood and slink down into the seat, meaning he had seen me and he hid from me on the train. And that was this moment Whoa. of like, that's Whoa. so cowardly though. No, but it was this moment of like this. <laughs> no, but this guy, did he know that I would go for jogs around? Like, Did he look out the window and see me running by his place? He clearly was like not interested. And physically, he was like, hid from me. So now the funny thing is, fast forward, I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to chalk that up too. That was a failure. Chalk it up to the game. Yeah. I'm like, I am, that obviously was not a match. Um, turns out now 
he is married to a very famous actress who is winning a lot of awards right now that uh. I did a show with. <gasps> they are huge Survivor fans. So I did a show with his wife. I had like a line, right? And at, between takes, she would come up to me and she's like, my husband and I, we are the hugest Survivor fans. And she asked me all these questions and she's like, she's amazing. And she's like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell my husband that I ran into you and we have so many questions. So she was just asking me. And I was like, she has no idea I physically stalked her husband back in the day before they were together and he hid from me. No. So she takes a selfie and she sent it to him. And I don't know, yeah, I don't know like what he said or if he, I don't know if he told her like, yeah, that girl like, was obsessed with me or something. Oh also, no. Also to be fair, like maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe he just was having a bad day and didn't want to have a face-to-face -face conversation. So he did hide from me on the train, but also maybe he had no idea I was actually even that into him. I just had sent a long yeah. Facebook message. I don't know. Anyway. Oh my gosh, Andrea. Oh. You said you were 23 when this happened? 22. 22. Oh. Yeah. Oh my heart. It's oh just my heart. hilarious because I wonder if oh. if this girl, who's like a really known actress right she now, knows. if she, she knows. Well, I don't know. I'm curious when she sent that picture what his response was of, uh, that girl crazy. <laughs> the. Oh. The anxious person, the anxious side of me, thinks absolutely yes. Like, I just think everyone's always talking about. Yeah. <laughs> How recent was the show you did with her? I, I, I did it a year ago. It was a year ago? Yeah. So, okay, so nothing's happened in the past year where you're like... Well, and also, they're living their lives. I don't think... Sure. That was so long ago. Mm -hmm. He might not even really remember. I mean, he probably doesn't know the extent of how I try to get his attention by running mm. by his apartment over and over. Oh. So yes, to go to to answer your question, I <laughs> I get rejected all the time. Oh, dear. Now at least though, I don't put myself in situations like that. Like I'm I'm good at picking up cues. Like if someone's not interested, like I'll know, and then I don't even pursue that. You How know? do you know body language? Body language, I can mm. tell. I just it's all in the eyes. It's yeah. how someone looks at you. Well, well, if you had to like hone in on one specific thing that like always kind of makes you feel a little bit better after one of these kind of embarrassing moments, can can you think of one? Oh. If it's, a, if it's a variety, that's fine too. I think for me, probably like social activities yeah, yeah. and like going out with my friends. Sure. <laughs> and that really does actually do wonders. Yeah. Because I, I have a really good group of friends here in New York. I've been here eight years. So mm. I, I'm not someone, I don't do well by myself a lot. So if I'm by myself and something happens that's really embarrassing, then I'll start to spiral. Or there's a, t there's a thing that happened two years ago too where I sent the long scrolly text to a guy because I messed up on something and um, he never responded. And I mm -hmm. honestly kind of threw me into this little bit of a depression spiral because then you just, everything piles up and you are just, you feel so worthless. Do you think the no response feels worse than getting a negative response? I mean, I think, yeah, I think yeah. at least respond, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I'm not someone that really asks much. It was more of like an apology for something that had happened. And he didn't even like accept my, he didn't text anything. And so mm. that kind of set me into this like spiral. Oh, I um, have that too. So I need to, whenever that happens, I do need to just be with people mm -hmm. and go out with my friends and remember, God, with these guys too, like guys come and go. Like relationships come, come and go. That's why I don't even, <laughs> that's why I don't even like really get that upset about like, I guess, failed relationships, mm -hmm. these little flings, because within like a month, you like forget about that person, you know? Yeah. So I just kind of like get back out there and like hang out with my friends. And so when you're going out with your friends, you're drinking, you're not getting sad. No, I'm never oh. sad when I'm out. What's, what's your perfect night? My perfect night? Yeah. Um, you can put this on your dating profile later, but for now. Okay, so 
Like, this was really fun. When I went out the other night for my friend's birthday, we were all in an Uber going over to the bar singing Hamilton at the top of our lungs and basically <laughs> having our own karaoke night okay. in the oh. cab. And then, you know, just basically being at a party and, like, seeing all my friends and then different activities. I like a good karaoke night. Love karaoke. Can you please invite me? Yeah. <laughs> she's she's a damn good singer. But I'm also like, yeah. I love bar games. Mm -hmm. I like, I don't know, just walking around at night in the city. I don't, you know. Are you Batman? Yeah. <laughs> so you're Wolverine, you're Batman. You do karaoke. Is there like a Queen vocal? of the night over here. I love yeah. dancing too. You I'm do like, love dancing. I love dancing. First day we spent together, I saw you dance a lot. Wait, what day? We went to a silent disco and you were oh, you yes. were moving out. That's my perfect. That's my perfect yeah. night. Tell me about my the perfect silent night disco. is what silent is disco. Yeah, it's explain. the best. You know, you, have you seen silent disco where you're wearing I've the heard headphones? Of it. it seems really dorky at first it because is. everyone's wearing <laughs> headphones, but it's actually it's the best ever because there's three different channels and there's usually DJs there. So no matter oh. what, you can always find a song you like and you can bond with other people that have the same color because oh. they're listening to the same song. Oh, so you know who's listening to the same thing by and, the color of the yes. And it's, people think it's antisocial, but it's not because if you are, if you're normally dancing at a club, you can't. It's so dark, it's so loud. Yeah. But here, all you have to do is pick up the ear thing oh. and move it to the side, and you can talk at a normal volume. I love that. Yeah. No, so they have it at uh, the Astoria Beer Garden, at the Bohemian Beer Garden in Astoria, and I go in the summer all the time. Oh my god! It was a cool venue. I'm not into that scene, but it was a nice venue, and it was and it was nice because. As someone who does not like loud bars or clubs, the ability to just take off the headphones to have a conversation it was a nice touch. Jacob yeah, the silent say. disco being silent. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you were grooving out. So, and that's yeah. also a great way to see who's on your vibe in terms of what you're listening to. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. You can follow Andrea on Instagram at Andrea Belke, that's A-N-D-R-E-A-B-O-E-H-L-K-E, and her podcast as well, Past Your Bedtime. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, it helps word about the show spread like butter. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, brother. Were you expecting more from me? <laughs> Usually it's a long-winded message. Keep it going with our plugs, man. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to easily download new episodes. I'm Trying is hosted, edited, produced, and scored by Janelle Dennis and me, Jacob Derwin. Our cover art was created by the fabulous Sammy Kappa. See more of her work at S-A-M-I-C-A-P-P-A.com. SammyKappa.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Trying Show. And if you want, you can also follow us individually at Janelle Dennis and at Jacob Derwin. If you've screwed up and or embarrassed yourself and are looking for help or pity, reach out to us on Twitter or email at I'm Trying Show at gmail.com and our team of crisis experts us. will be more than happy to assist you. Well, reasonably happy. Thank you so much for listening. And in the words of the Rolling Stones... Or Gino Vanelli. Wild, wild, wild horses, horses couldn't drag, drag me away. away. Oh, whatever. <laughs>